Hello again, everyone. This is part three of episode 58 of the Red and White Authority with Red Wing General Manager uh, Ken Howling. In part three, Ken uh, offers his state of the Red Wings. Here's part three. I want to look at, it appears up front, except for maybe Rasmussen and I'm sure a few other forwards in the system that I'm forgetting right now, Giovanni Smith perhaps. Shvechnikov. Uh, uh, obviously. Well, that's what I was going to say. You've got Shvechnikov who played up here. Uh, you know, Larkin, Mantha, Athanasiu, uh, Ferk, and Bertuzzi. So it seems that a semblance of a core of forwards is starting to come together nicely for yep. you. Um, are you happy with their development and where they're at? Do you expect each of them to keep progressing that, you know, the best is still to come? Well, I think so. I think, um, you know, I'm you want to talk about individually or you want to talk about it as a group? Well, you know, I mean, I think as a group you're fine. If yeah. you want to go individually... Well, I mean, because I mean, I mean, I mean, we'd want to be here till supper time. So, so you know, certainly in... in, in uh, um, Larkin's 22 in July. Like, he's still a, he's still a, young, right. a young player. And he had, what, 60-something points, 62, 63 points this year. So you got to be real. And he's playing center. He's moved in three years. He's gone from left wing to playing center. Uh, his point total's going up. Uh, way better defensively. Plays more minutes. Plays power play. Plays penalty killing. He's on the ice. He's become a really important part of the Detroit Red Wings. And he's not, he's not even 22 yet. He's still three months shy of 22. Um, Anthony Mantha had 24 goals and 24 assists, 48 points. And I think that because he had 80 goals as, as, as his last year of junior um, in 80 games, you know, people are some, you know, but, but, but that's junior hockey. Right, and, and, right. and then, and unfortunately for him, his first pro camp, he broke his leg. You remember right. he, he yes. was out for six weeks. He broke it in the rookie tournament. Now he doesn't come back to the middle of November. He's behind his first season. And I think most young players, you know, you and I have talked about this before. Many young players, many young players think when they're leaving college or junior, they think the American League is a bit of a glorified junior league. And right, it's, right. It's, it's not. It's, 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 it's just a cut below. Other than the superstars in the NHL, it's a cut below. Many of those players, they're, they're on their way to the NHL. or they're, they're, they're up and down. They're depth players. The American League is a really tough league. And I, I don't know that junior players, college players, European players, until they get there, understand how difficult, how right. good. It's the second it, best pro league in the world. And best development league in the world. Right, exactly. Right, right. So, so you know, when, when, you're, when you're a young player like Matt, and you're in the middle of November, and you're behind, it's hard to catch up. Right. They think it's going to be easy. It's, it's hard to catch up. Saying he had a tough first season. He took the adversity. He got in the gym. He worked harder. He got stronger. Uh, the next year he played half, what, half the year in Grand Rapids. And then, and then we called him up. And this year he followed up his third year pro, 24 goals, 24 assists. Or, and and uh, I mean, maybe, maybe the second year he had a good playoff run in the third year. But, he did. He but he's did. in a good place. He's 23 years right. of age. He, he had 24 goals, 48 points. Um, he's made great strides in a lot of different areas of his game other than there's certainly goals and assists and points are the number one way that we evaluate forwards but but there's other things that go on you know cycling the puck and checking right. and not turning the puck over and and getting in in the forecheck and 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 those are other ways that you that 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 that, that players earn ice time the, and he's he's made great strides in his three years to, to right. this. 
uh, Athanasio is a really talented young player. He's a really talented young player. I think he had 18 goals. Unfortunately, this he had 15, but obviously he was held out, missed all the training camp. Right. He's, we were the, two, the, two the weeks whole contract season. thing, yeah. And as a young player, I think it, so hopefully we can find a solution and, and, uh, and, 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 and get him going from the get-go. Tyler Bertuzzi is a player that was the MVP of the Calder Cup champion Grand Rapids Griffins a year ago. Probably was two or three other players that also could have been in that conversation. Uh, he was selected by the, by, by the media, and, and, but had a great playoff. I think 19 points in 18 games or something. We were hoping that right from training camp he was going to state his case and we were going to put him on the team. I think the second, last game, he got into a fight, uh, ended up getting his finger in somebody's teeth. He got it infected, didn't realize till a week or 10 days after, and then they had to be on, on IVs for a good part of the summer. They played until June. It set him back. Then he came to camp and... And first preseason or game or second preseason game in Chicago, he gets hurt and he misses now another month. So he got up here Christmas time. I like Tyler Bertuzzi. He's a hockey player. He's got right, hockey right. sense. He's got hands. Um, we've decided he, 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 we made him eligible to play in the Calder Cup playoffs this year. At the end of the season, we decided that between every year and when he was in, since he's drafted, we've always sent him into Grand Rapids. The playoffs had gone on playoff runs. Uh, he went one year to the Memorial Cup with 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 uh, Guelph his last year a junior. He's never really had a a real summer to really dig into the gym, and spend a really good summer in the gym to get physically stronger. So we made a decision not to send him to the American League to Grand Rapids, mm -hmm. and take a little bit of a vacation here, and right around the first of May dig into the gym in all May, all June, all July, all of August, four good months in the gym, and we think that that's going to have him really prepared for next year uh, starting in uh, in training camp. Svechnikov had 50 points as a rookie in the American Hockey League a year ago, 20 goals, 30 assists, which is a lot of points. And then this year he came back and he had a tough time up until Christmas time. And, you know, and the makeup of the team was a little bit different. He wasn't playing with some of the people. I think he started, the young player was squeezing his stick. And then he relaxed. He, had a, he played much better in the, uh, in the second half. We called him up to play 15 games uh, at, at the end of the year. He's big, he's strong, he's, got, he's got, got some hands, and he's got to figure out exactly the type of player that he needs to be. And we've got to educate him, the organization, the coaching staff, exactly how we want him to play for him to be an effective National Hockey League player. And obviously we're hoping that Grand Rapids can go on a bit of a playoff run, and he's going to be uh, an important, important piece of that. And we've talked about Rasmussen. So we've got, we've got, a, we've got a, a lot of forwards that are, say, 23 years of age and younger. You know, Bertuzzi, Svechnikov, Rasmussen, Athanasiu, Mantha, Larkin, you know, Gia, and then we've got two or three, uh, you know, Dom Turgeon had a really right nice year as a, you know, as a chance to be a bottom six forward center ice, but he's a good penalty killer. Uh, I don't know that there's going to be a ton of any of offense, but a really good checker, a good penalty killer, good stick. Um, had, had about 12, 13, 14 goals this year, was showing a little offense, had 90 points his last year in, in junior, but certainly I see him more as, guy, as, as, as a guy at the NHL level being uh, a guy that, that, that can kill penalties, can win face-offs, and good on the defensive side of the puck. You know, you got Giovanni Smith, and I don't, might be one or two others that I've missed, but certainly we right. think that we've got a, a group of forwards that are, that are going to develop into um, a good group of forwards. Now, you're always looking to add. You're always looking. Obviously, we got a whole lot of picks here this year, four picks in the top 36 picks. 
you know, I would anticipate that one or two of them are going to be forwards and one or two are going to be defensemen or maybe three defensemen or forward or one, you know, but, but we're, going to, we're going to add to those group of players. And, but certainly on defense, we, we, we do have work to do. Uh, I'm going to jump around a little okay. bit, but I wanted to ask you real quickly. I know that, uh, that Larkin, Mantha, Athanasiu again, although he's arbitration eligible, I mean, you're going to get a deal done with him one way or another. Uh, uh, I think Ferk, they're, they're all restricted free. Yeah, we talked, we forgot to talk about Ferk. Ferk shot alone, yes, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was real disappointed. He went into a little bit of a yeah, slump. Yeah. He seems to be a guy, again, and I think this is what you like about him, willing to do whatever it takes to to, to He's got to a lot of will, a lot of determination. He hits the gym, he's in the gym, he's a pro. He's obviously got a weapon, he's got a shot, and I think early in the year he had success with it. And then the other team, what this league does is they quickly try to neutralize you. And then, and then he didn't respond probably as quick. And then you, again, we, right. back to he lost his confidence a little bit. And then, and then and when things don't go, then maybe the coach has to go in some different direction. All of a sudden, games go by. But, but, but certainly, he, I think he you know, scored 10, 11, 12 goals. He had a nice, a nice year for his first opportunity to play in the National Hockey League. And he, he's big and he's strong and he's powerful. He's got a, he's got a weapon. And he's a pro. He's in the gym. He competes on and off the ice. How do you anticipate the negotiations with with Dylan oh, yeah. and Mantha? I mean, they're both looking forward to it. They no. don't seem a problem. When I've talked to them about it, uh, and, you know, in, in Anthony C, maybe a special case. Still trying to figure that one out in my own mind. But uh, uh, you're not anticipating any kind of difficulty during this process of signing some of your younger players. Well, I'm going to come back. We started an hour ago. Right. Okay. And we, you and I talked about team-friendly contracts and player-friendly contracts. Right. I don't think we're going to get a player-friendly contract, and I don't think we're going to get a team-friendly contract. we got to find a solution right. that's going to work for both sides, because if it's a player-friendly contract, it's not good for the team, and if it's a team-friendly contract, it's not good for the player, and ultimately might not be good for the team. So we've got to find, you know, when you go into a negotiation, Art, um, when a player's arbitration eligible, Obviously, we know which which players, based upon the criteria that 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 that's uh, put forth by by everybody, we know which players are arbitration eligible, and both sides can kind of hone in. And we pick the ones that are favor us. They pick the ones that favor them, and we work our way to a solution, whether it's a negotiated solution or it's got to go before an arbitrator, and he's got to make a decision. Right. When it when it comes to these players that don't have arbitration. It's about trying to find as many players as you can of similar age, similar ability, similar potential, similar impact on their team, and, and then try to find a solution that, that based upon all those comparables. It's not like we just, I just sit here in a room and all of a sudden say, boy, that feels good. I mean, you know, that's not, that's not how we negotiate. It's, it's based upon comparables. It's based, it's based upon, you know, and, and, and not a comparable or two, the more comparables, the better, right? The, the more comparables, the better. So, you know, we, we're doing, I, once you start to get to January, February, I, I, there's no doubt that the player and his agent or the agent behind the scenes are starting to do their work. They're starting to do their work and we're starting to do our work. And, and you eventually, when you get into May and June, and sometimes it's July and August, and unfortunately it might be September and October, right. you, but, but you eventually work your way to a contract that you think, um, from your perspective, from the club's perspective, is, 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 makes, makes sense. Makes sense and it's fair. Yes. It's fair. It's fair for both sides. Yes.
Yeah. And, uh, no, yeah. so I, like I said, I, 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 I don't want to do a player-friendly contract. I don't want to do a team-friendly contract. Right. I'm hoping to find a bunch of comparables that that it's that it's that it's that, that when somebody looks at the contract, they say, you know what, that's fair. That's right. it's you know it's fair. It looks pretty looks pretty good. It's, right. it's, it's nice for the player. It's nice for the team. Uh, unrestricted free agency. Uh, you, I know you have a few of them. Mike Green has said he likes it here. Yep. He is a puck-moving defenseman. Not many in yes. right now on the team. Uh, I mean, I guess he could actually be signed, I guess, before he hits unrestricted free agency because he's still Red Wing property. Yep. Yep. But are you anticipating... Well, here, here's Mike, Mike Green. Uh, you know, obviously we signed Mike Green three years ago for what you said, and I think that he's been everything we had hoped to be. I think he's played real well. He's, he's moved the puck, um, and... In a game that's based upon transition and, and puck moving defenseman and puck skating defenseman, uh, that's what he does. That's what he does. And I think, you know, he's played 20, this year he played 22 51, I think 23 minutes a night for us. It's a lot of minutes. That's, right. it's, it's, he's, not a, he's not a 27, 28 minute, but he plays 23 minutes against the other team's top six forwards. He's, he's gifted with a great pair of legs. So, so certainly, no matter what the passport says about his age, he. He can skate. Right. He can skate. As long as you can skate, um, you're going to be able to play to some degree in the National Hockey League. So, you know, first over to business is, uh, you know, so so first thing is I would say to you, he played good. I, I, right. I was we we were happy he played good, and he brings a dimension to our team that that that's an important dimension. Uh, one of the ability to skate and, and and move the puck and join the rush and 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 transition you from defense to offense. Want to make sure that he's going to be healthy. Don't have any re reason to believe that. That, that, that right surgery was successful surgery was successful I believe it's going to be successful but but around June 1st he's going to go see the doctor and at that point in time I'm expecting to hear that you know he's been green lighted and he can start to take it to another level and and now you can say hey it looks like he's going to be he's going to be uh, he's going to be healthy then you know I've had I've talked to him a little bit certainly he's ex he's expressed to me he likes it here we like him we'll sit down and talk between now and uh, not now, you know, late May, early June, and we'll see what 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 happens in the entry draft. You know, what pick have we got? Uh, um, what conversations I might have uh, between now and the draft? You know, probably the month of June. Probably the month. Probably not going to really get at any of this until the month of June, until I get all more information. His health. Just kind of get get our pro scouts here in early June. And kind of look at our team and decide what we want to do, and then and then sit down and uh, we'll, we'll see if there's a fit or not. Uh, I know you're going to sign at least one unrestricted free agent, and that would be in goal. Or yes. am, am I? If you're Jim, right. Jimmy needs a, at least well, a more backup. than one. More than actually, if you look at our organization, other than uh, other than I mean, as we go into 18, right. 19, you got Jimmy Howard with a year to go in his contract, and then you know a Crow is up. He's an unrestricted free agent. McCullum's an unrestricted free agent. Machowski, unrestricted free agent, uh, was in Toledo. He he actually he's 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 gone back to Europe now, and and obviously we traded Morazic. So uh, I would anticipate Caden Fulcher, the, the goaltender that we signed, will be in Grand in, Rapids or one of the uh, Grand Toledo, Toledo turning yeah. pro. You know yeah, right. the way we we need five five pros, two in two in Detroit, two in Grand Rapids, and one in Toledo. So that you know, if you have an, an injury in Detroit and one moves up, then one moves from Toledo to. I think most teams have five goalies signed. Maybe some teams six, but five goalies signed to pro contracts. So certainly, as we sit here today, Howard and Fulcher are are, are under contract for the 18-19 season. We have to sign some some goaltenders. Right. So those. So you know, maybe July 1st or something. If Red Wing fans 
There's probably going to be an announcement. More likely, you know, maybe Mike Green. You don't know yet. Obviously, no. you just said that, but you, you like him. He likes being here. So it's going to be a goaltender. So, so some, some yes. goaltenders will be announced yes. this, this yeah. offseason. Yeah. yeah, we have to sign. We have to sign some goalies. Okay. Yeah. 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 And now, um, looking at, at the front office wise, John Torchetti is not coming back. Yes. Uh, are you planning on replacing him? Are you looking for a coach specifically to fit maybe the power play, or is that still under discussion? Um, yeah, we're, we're, Jeff does want to replace him. We do want to hire somebody. He's going to take. Jeff's obviously in another week going over to uh, the World Championships to head head up uh, Team USA at the World Championships. Obviously, there's a number of coaching positions that are open right now. Right. Um, Two or three of them. Uh, obviously, one just got filled in Calgary. There's one open in Carolina. There's one open in Dallas. Um, so I think that you know you kind of let the dust settle a little bit. You know, Torch did a great job for us. Uh, he, um, he came in on a two-year contract. Obviously, he had a lot of experience, but with a lot of teams. And uh, when we got him, he had finished up in Minnesota uh, a little bit at, at the NHL level and at the American League level. And and uh, um, just made it. Jeff made a decision. We made a decision that uh, wanted to maybe try something different. Right. And obviously, we haven't had a lot of. We need. We got to figure out a way to be a little more successful on specialty teams. And certainly, that's been an area of focus. Even as we went into last year, I know that last year in training camp in Traverse City, you know, every day right off the bat, there was it was specialty teams every right. day for two or three days, and getting at it and. Uh, I think it was better this year than a year ago, but certainly we need to to, 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 to continue figuring out ways to to make our team even even better at specialty teams. Do you anticipate? Uh, you said something on exit day was interesting that you might even look at the front office and maybe tinker. Not so much yeah. that you were going to let people go, but yeah. it, it almost sounded like to me that we're going to add on Possibly, here. Yeah. I mean, is is that still under exploration? Yes, or? that's yeah, that's that's under exploration. I mean, I, I I guess I would say to you, Art, you know, since 2010, you know, when uh, Steve went to Tampa Bay, right, uh, and then 2012 and 13. And, and shortly, maybe right in around, maybe even go back to 08, 09, you know, Scotty Bowman leaves and goes to Chicago to join his uh, son Stan in Chicago. And then Steve went to Tampa Bay. And then, and then in 12 and 13, Jim Neal went to Dallas and took two or three people with him. Joe McDonnell, you know, when, when you have success, that's what happens, right? right? right and we right. had a nice run from 05 to 2013, and those people all left. And then, and then somewhere in there, you know, Jim Devolano used to live in Detroit, and then he was sort of Detroit and Toronto, and now he's, now he's in Florida. Florida, right? You know, he goes to games, and he's you know, he's going to Tampa Bay games, and he's see Stevie and he's, a lot, and, he's, and, he, and he's involved. But 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 you know, Ryan Martin has done a real nice job. Mm -hmm. He's developed, hired him in 05 and developed into a really good young young executive. But I've just talked about four or five people leaving us, right? And I really all we all I've done is 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 give uh, Ryan Martin more. Um, more more uh, responsibility. So certainly, I'm, I, there's an opportunity. Maybe if the right person is out there to maybe hire one more person for for. But I don't. It's not not just about going out and hiring somebody. Right, right. It's got to hire somebody that you think is going to bring 
the, the things that you're looking for that is going to make your organization better. What would that be? Well, first off, you got to have a little experience. I mean, you, right. you, somebody that's maybe been in the general manager's chair or been an assistant manager, and, and obviously, uh, when when you start to when you start to put some some things on it, many of those people are already they're 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 hired, and 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 they're so so. Let, let's see what what the next six weeks brings as 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 things shake itself down. Around, uh, around the industry. Well, Ken, I, I just want to tell you, as much as I love my job, uh, I'm available. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> so I just want you to know. I'm a dark horse candidate right here. <laughs> um, finally, Say so, no more. Yeah, <laughs> I, I won't. I don't want to hurt my chances. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Jeff Waschel, by his own admission, and I've known Jeff a long, long time from yeah. college, and you know I think he's a superior coach. Mm -hmm. I really do. Um, learning curve, obviously, just as as for anybody, it's for a player, for a coach, it's a learning yes. curve when you get to the best league in the world. He's come a long way. He says he has. I know he's in the last year of his deal. No qualms about him whatsoever. He is doing exactly what you want him to do. Yeah, I think you've you said it all there. I think that that. Um, it's the learning curve, and 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 he, you know, he, he was in Indianapolis, I believe. And I think he won a championship, and then somewhere he ends up. He goes from college, and he ends up at Western Michigan, and he turns that program around, and or takes it to another level, and they, they become sort of tournament eligible, and then and then and then he spends a year under Mike Babcock's staff, and then uh, the job comes open in Grand Rapids, and I offered it to him, and he said, "Yep, yeah, I want to go down there." And in three years down there, he was a. Uh, Calder Cup champion. He was a coach of the year, selected by his right. peers. I think every year they went to at least the second round of the playoffs. A lot of young players that we had developed, and they worked their way up here. And when Mike Babcock left, I think it was a it was a natural, given his career, that he become the head coach for the Detroit Red Wings. Now, at the same time, unfortunately for Jeff, some of those pieces are you know in the in the last year or two you know Pavel Datsuk's gone he's left right. the team he's gone back to Russia and father times banged away on three or four of those people that are still on the team that are they're still good players but but obviously the team is in transition a little bit and he's 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 at he's at the wheel of a team that's that's been a little bit in transition and i think that, that i think that you know when you first get to the NHL um and things that you believe are going to work, well, you find out some work and some don't right. work. And it's that learning curve, that trial and error of, 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 of coaching in the NHL and coaching players on an everyday basis. I think when we hired him, I think he was the second youngest coach in the National Hockey League, if I'm not mistaken. Right. I'm not sure where he is today, but at the time. He's now still relatively young in, in the coaching industry, and he's got three years of experience under his belt. And I think that we're going to take advantage of of of, of that uh, that experience. And I think uh, um, he's had success at every at, at at all levels. And I think again, I think that this year it's a credit to to, to Jeff. It's a credit to Henrik Zetterberg and the the leadership that our team, even though that we were we we had a we were out of it, you know, out of it late February, and traded Tatar away, and 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 uh, that 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 our team. Played hard right to, to right to right to the finish line, and I think that uh, that uh, Jeff is a really good coach. Um, he's had success at every level, and he's a better coach today than he was when he got to the NHL three years ago. Just obviously because of 
of the experience of, of, of working in this league for three years. You know, as I said, and we're wrapping it up here, I've known you a long time. Uh, yeah, I'm going to use the old Jim Harbaugh line, you know, uh, enthusiasm unknown to mankind or something, mm -hmm. but you have that for this job. Your passion, your love uh, for what you do and for the Detroit Red Wings is boundless. Yeah, I mean, I love, you know, I, I, I love the game. It's, it's not work. I've been blessed. Every day I wake up and you're doing something you love. Um, and I think because I live it every day, I understand the challenges. I understand how hard the other 30 teams are working. So it's, they're work, we're, everybody's working hard. Everybody's putting a staff together. It's competitive. These are the best scouts in the world. These are the best coaches in the world, the best players in the world, the best management groups in the world. And it's at times, you know, they, the people shuffle around, but, and, and, and maybe they move from one team to another team. But, 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 but the competition, the competition is stiff. And our goal, my goal, is to build a team here that can compete for the Stanley Cup, that's, that's, that there's a foundation of, of players, we're working at it, and the, 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 we want to be competitive, as competitive as we can be in the short term, and certainly in the long term, the goal is to be more than competitive, it's to, be, it's to get into the playoffs and one day go on a playoff run, and the ultimate, the ultimate achievement in this sport is to, to be the last team standing and win the Stanley Cup. Certainly that's, that's, that's the goal. We got some work to do, I've got some work to do, and I guess I would say to you, Art, in my mind, I really started in 2000, and whenever we lost in five games to Tampa, I think it's in right. 16, seven, seven game series in 15, and then six game, you know, so for the last couple of years, and, you know, we've just talked, some of these pieces are, are on the team, um, some aren't far away, they're, 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 they're coming, um, we're working our way towards some contract flexibility. Certainly, we've got some people that got some contracts, but it's not a ton of contracts. It's one and lots of one and two year deals. Some of the players we might bring back, some of the players won't be back, and and they're they're going to be replaced by younger people. And somewhere along the line, maybe we'll have some cap flexibility. And uh, much like 2009, when. Uh, Marion Hossa decided, or 2008 when Marion Hossa decided he wanted to come join the Detroit Red Wings, or 2001 when uh, Dominic Hasek decided he wanted to come to join the Red Wings. Now, there wasn't a cap in 01, but certainly we had a high budget, you know, we, but, but you were able to, but because you had a good program, you built a good program, you had some pieces, somebody wanted to come join you. We're trying to build a team like that so that, that we're going to be, we're going to be, we're going to be good, we're going to be competitive, we want to be elite, and somewhere along the line, you know, you want a player or two that wants to come join you, and, and we want to have the cap flexibility to be able to, to jump in and, and, and bring that guy on board. My favorite, and this is it, the, my favorite quote that you've given me, I don't know how many years ago you said, look, if something big and major is going on in the National Hockey League and I, Ken Holland, don't know about it, then I'm not doing my job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, which means that you're doing it every yeah. single day, 24-7, yeah. 365. It just doesn't Yeah, and I guess, Art, I would say, you know, I understand. I've lived here in Detroit since 1994. I've been with the Red Wings since 1983. I understand the disappointment that we're not better than what we are and, and the frustrations of the fans. And it's up to, to, to me and my people to make the decisions that in the next little while is going to to create some excitement, to create some hope that that we're on the right that we're on the right path, and I, I that's the challenge that uh, 
that I understand on an everyday basis and uh, I'm excited about the challenge, the opportunity, and we're going to get there. I'm excited too, Ken. Ken, thanks for being on the Red and White Authority. Thanks, thanks for being a guest. I appreciate it. I always enjoy talking to you. Best of luck. Thanks, Eric.